0: evening primetime partiers. It's primetime party time. Welcome back to our hour of all things media and entertainment live on the air at 9pm at ptptshow.com and on your time wherever you stream podcasts. Tonight we are going to dive into some 2000s J-pop royalty and a short-lived namesame, namesake Cartoon Network series. Puffy Ami Yumi, also known as the Hi Hi Puffy Ami Yumi show, so we're gonna take a look at this group that had, yeah, just a season on Cartoon Network, and they also created the Teen Titans theme song. So they kind of were in the Cartoon Network circuit for a little bit, and had a look, this like kind of cult following both for their music, and then later this series that I remember being very attached to in my tweens. So <laughs> it's it's fun to revisit one of those. Daniel, how are you doing? Ooh,
1: a throwback tonight for sure. Good series and uh, possibly a better soundtrack, uh, which is what I remember it most for. Uh, but before that, are we uh, thrown back to just uh, this week with a toast and a roast?
0: Yes. The toast is, I finally got my parcel key, which also means I finally got our surprise podcast presents. So very large thank you to listener Mary for the custom Primetime Party Time t-shirt. We feel very cool. Cooler the than letter. we should feel. I didn't want shirts. to spoil
1: but isn't the letter like, like frankly, you did an amazing <laughs> job. Yeah. Uh, it's really really great lettering. Uh really really cool shirt actually. Really yeah, cool shirt. Yeah, we have
0: this like metallic turquoise also like very, you know, extra credit points for like staying staying with like our branding colors without know. really knowing that. And so. the <laughs> font
1: and the colors, yeah, everything just like matches it, it is it's it's an amazing shirt. It really it's is. Amazing
0: shirt. Can't can't wait to rep it. And uh yeah, just washed it so it'll be fresh. And she also included a cookbook of her recipes. So can't wait to also get into those. I love family recipes. They are. They are my fave. My family likes to rotate those around as well. So I am excited because we know Listener Mary is a very talented chef.
1: Yeah. And a crafty cookbook maker. That thing's a blast to read. Uh, Yes.
0: Also personalized message in there. So, you know, just all around Applause to Listener Mary. Yeah, thank you so much. And then roast is, you know, I don't really have a good one for this week other than the fact that I, uh, I, uh, you know, really just have to watch what I eat. Um, Only in the sense of like last week I almost blew out my voice due to the funness that is acid reflux which is probably not that fun to talk to Mm. with our listeners but if you are like me then uh yeah you're gonna have to take that heartburn medicine from time to time it's just one of those parts (laughs) this is a roaster of of life (laughs) i know it's like roasting myself for just like eating pizzas and burgers and being like what Mm. i'll Mm. be fine it's like you know yourself you won't (laughs) you don't just you're not as resilient are we not invincible anymore <laughs> i am not a hardy traditional american <laughs> i cannot handle these things um so yeah i i was i was handed myself from that but all is well now so that's it's all taken care of <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's that's the only reason why I had a little bit of like a Nora Jones jazz vibe while we were in the Agretso <laughs> episode, just a little, little rasp up in there, but nothing. A little tea and chugging lots of water won't help. Which also, yeah, it's it's really cranking up in the humidity. Oh yeah, these days I really have been measuring the humidity by how tall my hair gets by like two, three p.m. in the workday. Like <laughs> let's uh, let's weigh this down with a hat. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna do that. So, hope everyone else is hanging in there as we're getting into these nice sweltering summer months that are, you know, fantastic when you're on the beach and less fantastic when you're exercising your right to not use air conditioning in your house. Daniel, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you know I don't have air conditioning either. You know I I was out when this happened, but apparently the maintenance person came in. And, like, it, it was buzzing or something, so we, we decided to break it because we didn't use it. And so now we just don't have the option to. And I, I just, I didn't question that. This, like, I, I just, and I haven't followed up about what the, uh, uh, the, right now I am learning what the implications of that are. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that's that's an interesting one. Uh, otherwise, you know, doing well. Um, you know, life, life, life life's good. You know, enjoy it. And uh, I don't know. Uh, other than that, you think it's time to uh, talk about some Japanese pop idols and some shows yes. that, that may surround them, orbit them in a way? It's like, it's like we have some shows that are orbiting this subject, perhaps. Uh, I don't know, if you need a visual, if you need a, a little visual. I am stalling so I can play you guys this song and we'll be back right after the break.
0: So, hi, hi, Puffy AmiYumi. We're going to go into the backstory of this group more so than the nitty gritty of this show because kind of the whole space this show and this band takes up are interesting to look at now in the context of where we see K-pop and J-pop in the cultural lexicon. So... The series description of this show is Hi, Hi, Puffy AmiYumi" follows two famous Japanese rock stars reacting to the events of their lives, their fans, and the adventures they go on. So we're winding it a little bit. Okay. Is that uh, Puffy was norm, it's Puffy AmiYumi in the US, but they're known as Puffy in Japan is a Japanese pop rock duo formed in Tokyo in 1995 consisting of singers ami onuki and yumi yoshimura in the u.s they adopted the name puffy Amiyumi to avoid legal naming conflicts with sean combs who also performed under the name puffy
1: just at that time or hasn't that guy changed his name a couple times
0: uh yeah so it seems just, just kind got of him at the wrong time so, <laughs> i'm not into it but they were they took the high road so go them they sing in japanese and english which is true they do have a This Is Puffy Yumi" playlist on Spotify, which I recommend y'all to listen to. And you will see that they—it it is really hard to pin a genre on them. They tend to have a lot of variety. Um, I know a lot of what I've read and kind of reviews of them have likened them to, like, the roaches and the carpenters and ABBA, like, the kind of people who are, like, have some, like, a lot of it based on the amount of harmonies they do in their songs but they kind of do you know always have sort of sort of warm guitar presence so sometimes it's a little jazzy sometimes it's very rock sometimes it's like acoustic and then it builds they even within the songs kind of switch genres midway through and then switch back so it is a very like i do feel they're a very summery band to listen to so timely with our episode airing cuz it is very it's very bright, and a lot of their lyrics are very kind of uplifting. So Onuki and Yoshimura were scouted by Sony-affiliated talent agencies and put together in the mid-1990s. Most of their work was produced by and co-written by Tamio Okuda and Andy Sturmer, formerly of the bands Unicorn and Jellyfish. And as I'm reading through, this information was all fully lifted from Wikipedia and a few sources. <laughs> so <laughs> take that as you will, but so far from reading other articles, this information all checks out. The pair's first release, Asia no Junshin, 1996, sold a million records. They gained mainstream success in Japan during 1998 following the release of their album Jet CD and continued with several more full-length releases, totaling 15 million sales in Japan. In 2004, an animated series featuring cartoon versions of Oni. Onuki and Yoshimura, Hi Hi Puffy Yumi, premiered on the U.S. Cartoon Network. Although their characters were voiced by actresses, the singers portrayed themselves for short live-action segments taped in Japan. And I will say, on this show, it's not a show that I think, like, I think there's a lot of shows that we cover on PTPT that we watched as kids and go, wow, these have grown with us. I'm still into it the same way I was into it when I watched it originally or have like a newfound kind of love for it. And I would say a little bit of it seems to be uh, more geared towards the original target audience. So you're definitely looking at a show that's meant for teenagers 10 to 14 and it's a lot of silliness a lot of kind of like embarrassing moments and you know kind of whatever goofy antics they can get into but I think the parts that I found the most interesting were these short live action segments that they would use at the intros and sometimes the outros of the show and they're very also zany so sometimes they're like just playing music and they're studio other times they're like i don't know shooting basketballs in their apartment because they've got a basketball hoop in there which seems interesting for their neighbors um, <laughs> even like feeling like they're a ground level <laughs> but um yeah that's that's like it is a interesting show how the way they structured it i think the only other show i could really think of that is the tv show is a vehicle for the band to get more listeners or more fans is a much more you know in terms of money and success a bigger show would have been like hannah montana for miley cyrus yeah. but that that is a different beast since it's well it was on disney and this is cartoon network but you see this seems like a the cartoon, cartoon network and version. it's
1: someone. someone Hmm? This seems like the Cartoon Network version of what Disney often did, right?
0: Yeah, it does seem like that, except that they took a much more like alternative group yeah. that's geared at a much more niche audience where I'd say if you're looking at Hannah, Montana, they took like Miley Cyrus, who comes from you know, a music family. like her dad was like a really prominent country artist, and went like, who can really? kind of speak to and connect with a large group of people and there's zero wrong or right ways to do that like sometimes it's great to just like hone in and focus on you know one thing and that's kind of a little bit what more puffy amyumi is is like okay this is our band we do what we want via the cartoon <laughs> and it's not going to go beyond this so much it's kind of a fun time where I'd say like Hannah Montana had full-on plots within that actual character and then there'd be the spin-off songs and it was kind of building her career as the show was going on whereas these people had already built their career and then they were using the show to get more people so kind of interesting how different timings of when you start the band or the artists and then create a TV show for it, you know, other than reality television shows. I think that's the only the only caveat to that is like many of the other TV shows that are based on bands or, you know, musicians tend to be things like, you know, the Ozzy Osbourne show. Right.
1: I forget what that was on MTV. Meet the Barkers. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. That was more so, just celebrity based on the, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like you can go down that rabbit hole, but we're more staying on the like fictional yet still realistic, <laughs> you know, band turned television show concept. And I think the interesting reason to kind of look at where this show sits is looking at the rise in, you know, music from abroad, because I think that is something that is starting to come here a little bit more. Um We're reading an article from the Wall Street Journal that was published this past February. And the headline is, BTS and K-pop took over the world. These companies say J-pop will be even bigger. And it's coming up on this particular band's 25th anniversary. So you're looking at, you know, obviously the band started a bit more in advance than this TV show had started. but. Looking at how much time has passed and how much, you know, Japan is listed in this article, it has the second largest recorded music market in the world. And 90% of the revenue in music sales is generated by Japanese artists. So you're looking at a pretty large player in the record production scene. And J-POP's share of all plays outside Japan jumped 117% from January 2019 to 2021, according to Spotify Technology SA. And I think, you know, part of this is true. Now that we have much more robust streaming platforms, people are gonna find music from everywhere. And that's a really awesome, beautiful thing. And you've seen a lot of the, particularly in K-pop, a lot of these idol groups really break through in the same way boy bands did when we were younger cuz there's a whole new generation of people who are like hey i would like some of that please <laughs> <laughs> i would like a fun pop band that like sings and dances and wears cool outfits and it's like well we got that for you and so yeah and along they they do talk about in this piece about how many western artists used to come to japan cuz there are these really big venues uh, particularly one in Osaka that usually drives people from everywhere. Or if you even think about, you know, Live at Budokan, (laughs) and that's a big album as well for Cheap Trick. And you're seeing how that a little bit switch and seeing the similar way to like British Invasion as it was named in like the 60s. We're starting to see more artists from elsewhere come into the scene and i wouldn't call it invasion because that feels wrong um but <laughs> i would just call, i would just call it more like a welcome wagon of music for all So i like the j-pop to welcome teach wagon the world to sing but yeah no we want we want all of the tunes so it's it's been really cool to see and it's so far they're talking about how um a lot of this has been kind of starting to ground small ways from the 80s, from dance music labels, and then also from, you know, anime and video games like soundtracks. It's just kind of coming on to how we got to Puffy AmiYumi because they were known from the Teen Titans theme song. And I think you have some fun facts to share about that.
1: Yeah, so everything about Puffy Yumi doing the Teen Titan theme song it all points to this, this person named Sam Register who worked on Teen Titans and I believe was the creator at least and probably showrunner for Puffy Amayumi. Uh I, I went through and I also actually watched a bit of Teen Titans this week in, in preparation for it uh, because most of what I remember from both shows, I'm going to be honest, are uh, their music, uh, which is a testament to them. This band is fantastic. Uh, but... So uh, apparently, Sam Register had seen them on a public access sort of uh, performance and did not get their name, uh, but just heard one of their songs, loved the song, stuck in his head for a couple years, and one morning on his way to probably the Cartoon Network offices, uh, he heard them on NPR and finally got their name and was like, "All right, like I absolutely." want to work with these people in some sort of capacity. I'm such a fan of this that I, I want to bring it to everybody else <laughs> through the means of having them do music, at uh, uh, some version of uh, Cartoon Network. So um, I guess he works with them uh, and their producer to create the Teen Titans theme song, uh, and later their own work. Now, they had worked in animation before, uh, they had done some kids animation. They had uh, done, I guess, the theme song for SD Gundam Force, uh, among others. Uh, so they were no stranger to these theme songs, uh, but they came in and uh, they set the absolute sound for Teen Titans. Uh, God, that theme song's amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so I actually went and on this sort of journey, because a lot of what I remember from Puffy Amuyumi is listening to the Teen Titans theme song, is listening to, uh, what, what's their theme song called? It's, uh, it's Hi Hi, uh, the Puffy Ami Yumi theme song. Yes. Uh, basically, I as much as I watched these shows as a kid, uh, my sister was really into the CD. I'm assuming she was into the show as well, but she was really into the CD. And so uh, during morning carpools to the various schools that we would get dropped off at, uh, her pick was always this CD. Uh, So I was very familiar with songs like uh, Friends Forever. Uh, They have a song just called Forever. Uh, I'm pretty sure. uh, Let's see. What else do we have? Oh, Planet Tokyo for sure um there there's there's uh the vacation song uh love so pure i I recognize all of these songs here and um yeah but but the teen titans theme song in particular uh was always the one that stuck out it's such a fun theme song uh they uh you know they 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 do they spell it out and uh Fun fact Teen Titans is still on the air. We're talking about some series yeah. that were with us from like 2004 to 2006. Teen Titans came back as Teen Titans Go, and I want to say like 2013, 2014 and is still going. Has movies, has TV shows, has the same voice cast as the original Teen Titans, and has Puffy AmiYumi doing the theme song. Uh, because this is probably the one time on Primetime Party Time we're going to talk about Teen Titans. Uh, I do kind of want to go off on a tangent uh, for the show. Is is that something that... Please do. Do you have memories of Teen Titans? Did you watch Teen Titans?
0: I did watch Teen Titans. I did remember being like, you know, very into Starfire. Like I was like, yeah, this is the person we're rooting for a bit. Okay. Who knows? I haven't watched it in a while. Could be questionable. And that (laughs) it was kind of like this like, teeny bopper justice league in a way okay. but it was also animated extremely differently it's like a very unique cartoon style similar ish to the puffy Yumi cartoon style like i think they kind of were like we want like something like teen titans but also maybe kind of make it like ducksters lab and like blah, 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 put it yeah. together that's a good that's and, a good way to put it yeah it was kind of like a mishmash of a few things like i do kind of feel like that cartoon could have been a little stronger if they maybe just, like, settled <laughs> a little bit more on one style. But Are you talking you know, it did... Puffy AmiYumi? For Puffy AmiYumi, okay, okay. yeah. But at the same time, it does, like, follow their zaniness. But for Teen Titans, it's, you know, kind of this, also this dream of you're a teenager, you become a superhero, and you, like, live in this, like, I don't know, it, it always seemed like they were in, like, a duplex <laughs> and just, yeah, like, so hard with their friends.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed like the place to be. Yeah, and
0: then they had all of these kind of adventures and quests, and I do recall it getting somewhat darker as the show went on and more serious. Like, it begins very, like, yeah, like, you know, it's like the, it's the cool kids club, and some people are coming with some baggage, but they haven't quite really got into it. Like, I think Cyborg kind of has you know a darker ish backstory of like how he came to be and then like that slowly starts to unfold
1: wow you remember more about this show than i do uh <laughs> i i, I yeah. watched it and Maybe as i was no i no you're actually that that's exactly what happens um the i i, I watched it and it, it was one of those shows this week it, it was it like started coming back to me um sort of with all the characters and and the villains and whatnot, and it, it was it's just a show that I have completely forgotten to time outside of still knowing every single word to the Puffy AmiYumi theme song. Uh, it does get darker. This is this is what I found is that the show, interestingly enough, uh, the first couple episodes are good episodes. If you're a Starfire fan, uh, they're very simple. They're, they're definitely, like, meant for kids, like, simple storytelling, uh, storylines that you see play out on TV quite often. Um, and, and they're good, but they're ultimately, like, you kind of know where the plot is going overall. Yeah. Uh, well-defined characters, though. Wonderful voice cast. Um, really cool sort of, like, anime-inspired art style. Uh, yes. And a lot of really great sort of uh You know, just animation storytelling, just in in terms of expressions and stuff from the characters. Though I will say I I skipped ahead uh, uh, quite a bit, and yeah, it does get darker, and it gets really cool. Um, Like, a lot of great, like, children's series seem to when they sort of find, when they expand their audience a little bit and find, like, what, what the story is. Ah, uh, they had one villain in particular. I, I, he went by Slade, and I, I think he's a DC Comics character. uh not the one I'm thinking of. Um, oh, it
0: is the diabolical Brother Blood or the male- malevolently cosmic Trigon is how they are describing Slade oh, in really? IMDb. So yeah, the storyline for Teen Titans, if you're not familiar, is. In a major city, Robin, the Boy Wonder, leads his own team of superheroes, the Teen Titans, with his teammates, the Dark Raven, the Powerful Cyborg, the flighty alien princess Starfire, no wonder I like her, and the flippant Beast Boy. The team battles the forces of evil wherever they appear like the ign- ignomatic Slade.
1: Yeah, so Slade is a great villain. Uh, yeah. And he is, like, obsessed with Robin. And uh, the the episodes that I watched is he was basically convincing, in, in a way, threatening, sort of uh, extorting Robin to become his own little apprentice. But he is wonderfully acted. Mm. He is very diabolical. Uh, he's fun to watch. And, and the show was really dark in the episodes that I was watching, uh, though maintaining the the strong characters and, and and beast boy you know being fun and innocent and the, the, I, I've always you know really like cyborg and whatnot. Uh, so it was fun to sort of come back around to the to the show over this last week. Uh, have you seen any Teen Titans go?
0: I have not seen any Teen Titans go. And how does it relate or kind of depart from the original Teen Titans?
1: Uh it's very different. It's it has like a, a sort of new age animation style, I, I would say, and it's much more whimsical in a way. It's it's a lot more fun. Uh, from what yeah. I noticed in the original show, it was a lot of like the uh, it was a lot of like the Teen Titans team fighting villains. A lot of the episodes that I've seen of Teen Titans Go, and this might just be a poor sample size, uh, but a lot of the episodes that I've seen of Teen Titans Go are mostly just with the main cast, whether they're sh- you know stranded on an island or Robin's getting in- them into some sort of you know just weird crazy scheme. Um, it-, it doesn't seem to be much about like fighting evil all of the time. I'm, I'm positive that's in the show. Uh, I-, I watch it a little bit with my little cousins, and so I, I get to like peek. And 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 get to see that like, oh wow, like this is hilarious. Like the theme song's pretty much unchanged. This is absolutely the same voice cast. Uh it, it is a very different show. My understanding is that they do a couple movies and one of the movies does sort of combine the 2003 world and the 2013 world, which seems mm-hmm. like a really fun idea. Uh but yeah, so so Teen Titans is like a it's 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 a really fun property that I really I, I do remember watching it quite a bit. It's one of those shows that I just, I wasn't into it, I guess, enough uh, as a kid. And for the most part, it, it could just be comic characters. Never really, like, uh, sort of caught my attention as, as much as some other, like, children's franchises. So coming back to it, it, it was kind of delightful to see um, that, that there is a reason that it's, that it's like, still going strong uh, so many years later. Uh, with that said... It went so strong that apparently they were able to get a Puffy Amiyumi Yumi pilot uh, pretty much out of them doing the theme song for this show. Uh, so, yeah, they and it's fun because they they were really treated as as sort of like these fun celebrities, at least on the Teen Titans bonus features. There's this really like great interview with them. Uh, where Robin and the team asks them questions. It's basically like a sit down interview, uh, and they're on the TV at Teen Titans Tower, and they're treating them as these great celebrities, and they're asking all these like fun questions, you know, um, all these like lifestyle questions and whatnot, you know, the, the kind of stuff that you'd see in celebrity interviews. Uh, one fun fact I got from it is that uh, <laughs> they asked Ami like, what if you had a crush on a uh, cartoon character? who would that character be? And Ami said that she liked Rukawa from Slam Dunk. I've never heard of Slam Dunk and I don't know Rukawa, uh, but that was a fun fact from that interview. Anyways, it seemed like Puffy AmiYumi was such a source that uh, they ended up with their own show. And you watched that show. Yes.
0: And it definitely was a space for them to get more fans from the U.S. have a good time just having this kind of like, it does feel like an afternoon cartoon. Like, it's pretty short. They're kind of just getting into antics. You know, usually it's like they have a fan that's like following them and being weird and they need to like, you know, escape them in some way, which is a very, If it's interesting comparing the way they portrayed the obsessed fan as just like this annoying girl that they're like sitting, getting their nails done or something. They're like, I don't remember. Or they're at like a spa and there's something of like, I don't remember ordering a foot massage, but it's cool. We're getting it. And then they realize it's the obsessed stalker fan. And then if you look at how that same, you know, trope was, portrayed in a Gretzko in the final season of (laughs) you know (laughs) the obsessed stalker fan is coming to stab you that's like way on the other side of it that's why we were starting to you know really start to compare you know adorable Sanrio created a Gretzko to the likes of like a Breaking Bad show of like how they're revving up to these and (gasps) pivoting so, and to just a really dark concept, and very realistically, whereas this one is more taking it as the obsessed fan that they lovingly put up with. I do, and yeah, they shut them down, but they kind of still like pop in every once in a while.
1: I do find it interesting that we're doing Puffy AmiYumi directly after talking about A because A Go is one of those shows where all of that stuff has sort of deeper things to say and we could do an entire other episode on all of the Gretzko sort of storylines that we missed with Puffy Ami Yumi. Yeah. It's, it's not really like that from what I saw um, in sampling some episodes this week. It is just a lot of like slapstick kind of humor. Um, It is a fun vehicle. It is fun to see the, the early on sort of, you know, uh, skits and live action uh, but ultimately, yeah, there was no real danger nor redemption arc for their crazed fan. Uh, from what I saw, there was sort of just like, that was strange and and on to the next uh, adventure.
0: Yeah, they everything is definitely like each episode is a capsule. They're not trying to build on what they're going through. They really are like on tour as cartoon characters on the show and just kind of being like, what's you know, what's happening today? What's happening tomorrow? Where are we at You know, Where are we traveling to? And what's our kind of like dorky manager making us do? Oh, yeah, that guy is, is pretty dorky. Who is a very well-known voice actor since we looked at his uh, credits. And they they really scanned the likes of pretty much most of the animated shows you watched during that time. I remember American Dragon Jake Long was on there. Also an episode of like Will and Grace was on there. He was just really bopping around. A lot of shows so it's yeah it is interesting to see the comparison of how they deal with celebrity culture and how that can be a dangerous concept both if you look at it in 2004 it's like oh harmless but like annoying and maybe like a little obsessed and kind of that you know the fan is looking a little desperate whereas you see it in you know i think 2020 is when the third season of Agretzko aired and then you're seeing a very different side of it of like oh no this is where you know you're starting to get to very realistic situations that have happened to actual celebrities and you know we're watching Agretzko and how that's going down during like the era of like Free Britney and a lot of documentaries that are looking (laughs) back on how they looked at different pop stars in the 2000s And how they were treated pretty poorly by the paparazzi and by like these kind of obsessive fans and why they would feel like they need some form of protection. So yeah, it's, it's fun. Like obviously Puffy AmiYumi is very like, and not to say this in a negative light at all, like more surface level type show. They're just trying to have fun, you know, kind of be like, we're in the band, we're on the road, what's happening next? And they're not trying to get into these more controversial discussion, you know, issues. And you're also looking at it was definitely built for a younger audience and during a different time and on network television versus a show that we just reviewed last week that's on Netflix, can take a bit more risks and is definitely aimed at adults since it's a workplace show for definitely millennials and above. Because everyone can relate to it. It's just kind of whether they're looking back on being earlier in their career or feeling it as as you go along. So yeah, I think it is fun to watch and compare those two shows as you're looking at cartoons that are created for adults in the very, you know, in the platform that's really taken over in this era versus how it would have worked back then where it's like it is really fun to just see a band that you know they made the teen titans theme song they're very successful in japan but kind of haven't broken through to the u.s and cartoon network is just like have a tv show and do whatever you want with it because it does not seem like there's a ton of executive influence based on the lack of structure in the episodes like they really do just get to do these like live-action intros where they do what feels like, to me, whatever they want. Because they also speak in full Japanese, no subtitle. And they're like, you figure it out. And part <laughs> of me likes that. Because it's kind of like, yeah, you follow this band. Like, get on board.
1: That's that's really fun. I So, I wouldn't be surprised if this was Cartoon Network's at the time just show to have fun. Uh, did you... Because... I, I kind of want to talk now about like the original pilot to the show. Oh yeah, which is not part of the series. This is one of those no. pilots. It's like eight minutes long. Uh, the promo for it is is included with uh, some Teen Titans materials, uh, but it's drawn in a different animation style. Ami and Yumi are played by uh, different actresses. Uh, did you watch this? This is really interesting to me.
0: I I watched the promo and a little bit of this unaired pilot but I did like go through it after I'd watched the actual show and I went, Oh, that is very different. Like, I think even between, even though, you know, we've been talking about the show and we're saying like, it is like, you know, kind of a fun, more younger audience aimed at, you know, content. And so it is very just kind of goofy and, not really getting into anything bigger than it is that being said the pilot was was taking that and then going even more (laughs) into the extreme where it did just seem like almost too kiddie in a way if i was gonna you know put it in that framework it also just was a very different cartoon style that i was not really uh prepared to see where i was like this is weird because it's almost like they made them into like chibi people because they're really small but then it's not in very much of an anime style at all so and their colors are kind of a bit more subdued and not as saturated so it's interesting to see and it is kind of fun to look at the actual artists are like brunette and like tall and like you're looking at the how they did do their kind of alter egos that are on the cartoon and you do see some inspiration from like the way they did the teen titans art because it's like mm-hmm. you can look at a few characters and go like oh yeah they're kind of like you know um put like the hair of starfire but more in like pop star way and then take the other girl that usually has the cloak under and the blue hair is like you know around there but make her more rocker <laughs> just so like
1: raven that's so funny that's kind of true um, it, it's a
0: little true <laughs> it's true that is true <laughs> i know i was watching
1: that interview that came with the Teen Titans stuff and it was like yumi is not like her on-screen counterpart at all uh it was really interesting no. but
0: it, it is odd that they are not very similar to how they're portrayed in the cartoon and you do kind of wonder like was that intentional, or were you know people actually more involved with it and going like, yeah this will work out better for the audience if it's if they're more like this"? Because they do seem to kind of have that kind of traditional play off of each other, of one of them's more serious and one of them's like, you know, the character that's always collecting like the little they call them like huggy bunnies and. They're just like these little kind of cutesy toys, which I mean, I can relate to since I have like a whole box of like Hello Kitty merchandise that I just like keychains and just tchotchkes of all of all trades. And so, you know, we we all have a soft spot for for the merch. (laughs) So that's (laughs) that's that's where she's coming from. But it's it's interesting because, you know, there is kind of usually that, you know, the straight man and then the more goofy man or you know women everyone but in that comedy dynamic that they're trying to do slapstick of but the two people themselves seem to have a very different style of humor and otherwise
1: kind of mannerisms yeah definitely definitely yeah that's it's very much so it's it's from like the perspective of like oh rock stars and like their zany interactions and whatnot. Um, and then the pilot was like more fish out of water kind of stuff. Um, but like, without any sort of overarching, it was much of just like a quick America tour uh, with just like these short scenes with like these like, you know, just like American iconography, just like uh, like one gaga scene or whatever uh, as far as that goes. And it was like really sporadic and interesting. and and I it it it, it makes sense that that wasn't the show. and the, I'm really happy that we get to see that. Uh, it does make sense that that they went in a direction of like, oh, like they're they're rock stars on the road, and they add the manager to get them into trouble, and and they're more sort of like the yeah, it's it's less like fish out of water, like looking in on America um, from the outside, and and more just like oh, this is the life of a rock star on the road at this time. Um,
0: yeah, I can definitely see how the on the road lifestyle is more kind of like cutesy and fun and maybe more of what teens are going into though it's like the caveat is like if they were going to make it more of an adult focused cartoon I'm like the looking in on like if they did do the fish out of water and being like we're a band touring America and figuring out what it's like state to state and everything like that it's like that's where it would get more heavy yeah no, there's a lot to explore there yeah so did it's it's interesting like that they just took like a really sharp turn from that pilot and even if I'm not like the biggest fan of like how they did the visuals on that I also do think about the angle and go like there is a little bit more there in some ways.
1: What did you expect? What did you remember the series as?
0: You know, what's weird is the thing I remember the most about this show and we might have said this already is the music. And I have to say, if you don't pay attention to anything going on in the show and you're just listening to like even the segments and the interludes, they're really good. And I still remembered the theme song when it would come on and yeah, I was like I remember yeah every yeah, word I...
1: to the theme song. I'm mean, granted, we yeah. we went to, you know, there's a lot of mornings where you drive to school, uh, but it's, <laughs> every <laughs> single word. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I, I agree. that's it's just like whatever the shows were, like both Puffy AmiYumi Yumi and Teen Titans. It was just like the tone was just set by by those artists, by by those the songs
0: it was. And I remember them being like like the pink haired girl and the blue-haired girl. and yeah. like that they would kind of I remember it being similar to Teen Titans. But then when I watched it now, I was like, oh no this show is not that similar to Teen Titans. It is like only in the really the music and a little bit of the visual style, but the writing is very, very different and they don't really, they stay kind of on the day to days. They're not really like building up to something larger. So I think that's because Teen Titans does start out like, you know, almost like the kids are all at, you know, summer camp in the way that they're, hanging out together and they're all superheroes and they're figuring themselves out but yeah as they kind of has as many you know of these superhero kind of sagas go on it's like you do start getting into the backstories of the villain and then all of the people and then the you know the people trying to kind of take people to the dark side and then people finding out that the good side isn't so good and the bad side isn't so bad <laughs> and like mor- mortality and morality and let's talk about that like it, right. it becomes very intense as it goes on whereas the show really is supposed to be about like we are a J-pop rock band and we're on the road touring and we're getting into little shenanigans at each stop Right, and right. it's a good time and I think you know it would be a cool show to watch if you are in that age bracket i think it would still be a fun show for yeah. tweens and teens i think as an older adult you're a little bit like this is a little bit past me and it's not so you know nostalgic and bringing me back storyline wise because it really is mostly the music and you could listen to the soundtrack so it's not to say to not watch it but i would say it might not be one where you're like i'm gonna go back to these episodes again and again and again the same that way you would some of the other shows that we've reviewed
1: yeah you know and this is this might be the first time i've ever thought about a series in this way from this perspective I trust Hi, Hi, Puffy, Ami, Yumi. Like, I trust also true. Ami and Yumi in a way where I could just turn that show on if there were someone within the target demographic in the room. And I'm like, these two people, these two artists, like, whatever they get into, like, they're ultimately, obviously, you know, these these idols that, like, we can, we can watch have fun. And then we ultimately trust them and we trust their show. And it's a good time. Uh, and honestly, you don't really need much more than that, than some noise going on in the background. And that, yeah, yeah, and, and some fun, you know, it's, it's slapstick humor. Uh, and yeah, that, that seems like the function it, it does sort of pursue. I, yeah, I didn't really come back to it and get anything new out of it. But then again, it, it, yeah, it wasn't trying to be a, a grad show no. <laughs>
0: It's okay um, for us to revisit a show and realize we've grown out of it a little bit. Yeah. It's l- interesting. And, but like we still respect it and the, yeah. and where it's meant to be. And that being said, like Puffy and Yumi are still out there making music they recently released a single Pathfinder this past April. They're coming up on their 25th anniversary. And according to their website, you know, all things considered happening in the world. But they still have show dates and they're starting to perform again. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to see because with both K-pop and J-pop on the rise and artists who've already kind of made a little bit of a stamp here and they're starting to rev up again. I'd like to see where we get the next Puffy Ami-Yumi show.
1: Oh, that's exciting. It's exciting. Could be pitched.
0: Could uh, be happening right now. Who knows? Yeah.
1: Soon. <laughs> Who knows? Um. Wow, that's a great note to leave it on, kind of, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> that was Puffy Ami-Yumi. Uh, and this is Primetime Party Time. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. This show could not have been made without the following amazing people. Our artwork was done by Fen. Find her at Fenn Latte on Instagram. Our theme song was done by Jay Wright. You can find him at jaywrightmusic.com. Our website with thanks to Coco. Our production manager is BMAC. Uh, You can find episodes of Primetime Party Time on Apple, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. If you want to rant, roast, and or rave with us, you can hit us up by sending us an email at info at ptptshow.com via our voicemail or chat box on the ptptshow.com homepage. And catch us on the next Primetime Party Time next Monday live at 9 p.m. Pacific here at ptptshow.com. Is that enough PTPT shows and enough Primetime Party Time for you?
0: You know, it, it is. But if you're around Southern California and we start wearing our T-shirts, you're going to start to see even more ptptshow.com all up in your neighborhood.
1: <laughs> Straight up the coolest. That, that T-shirt's amazing. It's killing. have anything else to say on puffy on me right i
0: don't know i think it's i think it's case
1: closed i think yeah case closed yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not not quite the type of show but yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah.